Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Today on the program, we're speaking with Ken Phillips, the founder and CEO of thetablecompany.com, which he launched in 2020. Mr. Phillips brings a unique perspective to furniture making. He started as a wood turner when in his 20s. His work was sold in galleries in Aspen, Vale, Taos, Santa Fe, and New York. And Mr. Phillips, thanks for joining us here today. Pleasure to be with you. Thanks. And great to have you on, and thanks for your time. So if you would, tell us all about the table company. Let's start there. Well, um, I had sold my last business, and we were building a new home in Colorado, where we lived most of our lives. And uh, we were also here in Thailand and we had bought a vacation property here and COVID hit. So the vacation property turned into our primary property. And I decided during that time to pursue what had been a hobby for many, many years and a business when I was very young. And that is furniture, hardwood, solid furniture. And um, we ended up acquiring a 55 year old company, um, about a hundred employees. And we build pretty high-end quality, solid hardwood tables. And, you know, it's something we have a passion for. Yeah, that passion can take you a long way. Thanks for the background there. Now, how did the table company actually come about? Get into the backstory there. So I have a partner, a a, a partner here. He's Dutch. Uh, He's actually been a woodworker for about 25, 30 years, lived in Thailand, actually, for the last 25 years. Um, And he and I had talked about doing some projects with woodworking. And because he's from Holland, we flew over there and had some meetings with retailers in Germany and Holland and France in that area. And I discovered, oddly enough, that the average markup in the retail furniture industry is about five and a half times the price that it comes out of the factory. So if the factory manufacturer is selling something for $500, it's going to be closer to $3,000 by the time you see it for sale. And I said to myself, you know, what's going on with e-commerce? So I did a pretty exhaustive research study pre-COVID of of e-commerce numbers and what was going on in the furniture industry, what was going on in general in terms of furniture and e-commerce. And I came to the conclusion that there was an opportunity to deliver a truly superior quality product at a very reasonable price. Um, And in fact, the idea was that we would sell for less money than the big box stores charge for a lesser quality product. So we're gonna deliver a higher quality product at 20 to 30% less than the big box stores are charging for their lesser quality product. And that was the thesis. And therefore we went out and developed the website and went live on that website about a year and a half ago. And, you know, now we're still writing the story, I guess, as it goes. That is totally awesome. We here at EPN wish you nothing but success. And uh, the fact that pricing is five times on the top of the manufacturing and what it costs to manufacture the product, is in, that is mind-blowing right there. And to make a product with better quality and lower pricing, that is unbeatable right there. Tell me, what is the difference between veneer and solid wood tables, and why are there so many veneer tables in the market today? So let's put the whole concept of woodworking in perspective, okay? 
first of all, wood is generally very res responsibly and environmentally correctly harvested. It's a crop, it's grown on purpose, it's meant for the forests to be thinned out. And, and that's how forests are managed professionally. And therefore wood is a very, very sustainable product. And in fact, oddly enough, a table has a zero carbon footprint until you decide to burn it. <laughs> but as long as it remains a table, it's an environmentally very safe and solid product. So the problem is that if you wanna make a lot of tables, I mean a lot, then you have to have an awful lot of wood. And that wood has to be cut. It has to be then sawmilled. It then has to be kiln dried to proper moisture content before it can be worked on. And the amount of wood that would be required to satisfy the demand of some of the more popular big box stores is just unrealistic. The world doesn't have the infrastructure mechanically to produce that much two inch lumber, even one inch lumber. So what happens is the tree is then optimized. The tree is then cut in a different way, like a rolling pin. And you take thin slices of the wood off, and that's the veneer. So the veneer is a thin slice of wood that comes that's shaved off the tree while the tree is spinning on a lathe type machine. And it's laid on top of something else. So for example, you can have a plywood veneer. That's very common. So you could have a half inch or three quarter inch plywood base. And then you could have a 32nd of an inch, usually three to five millimeters of veneer on top. And that veneer is glued up and that's, and that's what you have. So you don't have a solid hardwood table. You have a solid plywood table or something like that with a very thin layer of the wood that you like. Aesthetically can be very pleasing. Nothing wrong with veneer. And in fact, if we go back in history, the French and the Italians did marquetry in the Baroque furniture with some of the most amazing veneer you can possibly imagine. But it's a different application of the concept of veneer. And in, in terms of your question, veneer is used because of the cost of the actual hardwood materials. Said differently, if I make a table that's two inches thick and the other guy is making a table with eighth of an inch veneers, he can get 16 tables out of the same amount of wood that I'm using for one. And as a result, veneer is used to lower the price of the raw materials significantly so that you can increase the margin markup on your product by selling that veneered product versus the solid hardwood product that we only work with. We use no veneers where we're using the whole tree. So does that kind of answer the question? It certainly does, and well responded to, and thanks for your thorough coverage as well today. We're speaking with Ken Phillips, the founder and CEO of thetablecompany.com, which brings a unique perspective to furniture making here on Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, the vast majority of your products, I understand, are made out of teak wood. Why is teak considered such a valuable and precious wood? Teak is a very interesting wood, actually. And, you know, the first thing is, is that the factory is in Thailand. And this part of the world is the best known for teak. The most famous of that teak being what's called Thai Burmese golden teak, which grows up along the border of Thailand and Burma, or now known as Myanmar. Um, we don't do business in Myanmar because of government policies. We basically um, 
just protest that and don't do business there. But we harvest in Thailand, uh, where the regulations are very, very strict. And teak is now grown in different parts of the world. There's some beautiful teak grown in South America, for example. The teak in South America are seed, came from seedlings of this Thai Burmese teak that the Portuguese carried to Brazil hundreds of years ago on the trading routes. The teak tree itself grows very straight and very even, and therefore it lends itself very well to a harvesting for woodworking purposes. The grains are consistent, the grains are straight. It's very colorful, it's a very rich grain pattern, it's very attractive, it's quite hard, and it's famous for shipbuilding. Hundreds of years ago, most of the ships that floated around the world, Dutch, Spanish, whatever, were actually made from teak because teak is very water resistant, teak is very bug resistant, because the natural oils of the teak wood are significantly greater than any other species that we can think of. So teak is a very hard wood. It's not porous. It has a tremendous amount of resistance against rot, moisture, and bugs, and it's prevalent in this area. So when you leave this area, the teak is very, very expensive. But by producing here in Thailand, we get the teak at a very reasonable price and actually pass that discount on to our clients. Our clients are actually getting teak tables finished for roughly the same price they would pay for the teak if they went to the lumberyard, oddly enough. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful wood with a really rich grain patterns and you know lends itself really nicely to a good, rich finish. It's just a very nice wood. Lastly, Ken, if you would, what advice would you give someone looking to purchase a new table or dining room set? Coming from you, your feedback and advice would be greatly appreciated. I, thanks. I, I, I think, Eric, that what people should ask themselves is what's important to them. You know, for example, I kind of talked in a negative way about veneered furniture a moment ago. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with veneered furniture. If that's the kind of furniture you want, if you like that look and it doesn't mean much to you that it's solid, then the veneer is a great product. It's not necessarily inexpensive. There's some very expensive veneer furniture for sale. It's very attractive. It looks very good. And if you're that customer, then you can go ahead and buy the veneer because why not? I mean, that's what appeals to you. That's the look that you like. But I think that you have to ask yourself what your values are. If you're thinking about a serious table, something that will be a conversation piece, something that you could even think of as being heirloom, then you want to stick in the solid wood whether it's United States oak or walnut, or whether it's my teak. I also do North American oak, um, or, or, or we do uh, rosewood here. We do some other exotic woods from the rainforests. But it's really, what are your values? And if you don't have a passion for the wood, if you don't have a passion for the grain and the coloring and the solid nature of it, then don't, don't bother with it unless you just like it. Um, always buy what you like. I mean, that's the number one most important thing. Don't buy what someone tells you to buy. Buy what you like, but figure out what's important to you. Figure out where your values are and figure out what you're trying to accomplish with this purchase. And if it's simply just have a place that people can pull up and eat, then, you know, you can spend a lot less money probably. But if it's a statement you want to make, a place where your family gathers, a place where your friends gather, a place where people come together and create memories, 
And I think you want to make your memories around a much more significant piece of furniture. And that's where we come in. We, we only produce about 100 tables a month, Eric. Okay, so if you think of some of the big box retailers that we can think of, those stores probably sell 200 tables a month each. If they have 100 branches, they're selling 20,000 tables a month. I only make 100 tables. So I'm in an entirely different business. I cater to an entirely different audience. So my customer is the one that goes into the big box and says, this really isn't me. It's nice. It's pretty. I get it. It looks really good, but it's just not me. I want something that's custom. I want something that I can make that's six inches longer or six inches shorter or eight inches wider, six inches taller, whatever. And that's what we, that's where we come in. We come into that person who has a passion, has an idea of exactly what they want and either can't find it or wants it out of solid hardwood. And they can come to us and we'll do that for them. And the key is, the key is, the punchline, is that most of this work used to be done in the United States and much of it still is. But at the cost of American labor, particularly these days, we sell a comparable piece for a third of the price. And at a certain point, one has to make a decision about whether price is even a consideration. Folks, if you were not in the market for buying a table, you certainly are now. Folks, you got to check it out. It is thetablecompany.com, the best of the best. Mr. Phillips, thanks so much for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. Eric, it's been a pleasure meeting with you, and I really appreciate your questions and your time. Thank you so very much. And that's certainly what I'm here for. You are more than welcome. We've been speaking with Ken Phillips, the founder and CEO of thetablecompany.com, which brings a unique perspective to furniture making. To check it out, visit thetablecompany.com. And this is Eric Dine. You've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.